Hello. This is episode two of 25 Bad Songs. I'm Serge Partha. Thank you for joining me. So this particular song is a really weird one. Uh, I was just thinking about how difficult it is to follow up the first song I wrote for this series, which was surprisingly good. Uh, and then, of course, I realized the irony that my series is called 25 Bad Songs, and then I'm comparing one song to the next, trying to figure out which one is better or how I might live up to the first one. So you know, this project over the last couple of weeks has really made me uh, notice every single time I make those little judgments or comparisons about my creative work, whatever it may be. And so uh, I spent a lot of time consciously forcing myself to say, no, 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 no. Like that critic brain is going to turn off. I'm going to turn you off and I'll get back to you. Uh, but for now, I just want to stay creative. And so this particular song, like I said, is a really weird one. And I'll get into why I feel like it's weird. But for starters, it's called Always In My Head. Understand why I can't forget all of this shit you've said. You're always in my head. So uh, I figured that I'd go over a little bit uh, just how exactly I came up with the idea for the song. And, and it kind of starts in a weird place. I was thinking about some past, I guess, non-relationships in my life. Times where I had felt like I'd been really honest with someone, uh, with a girl, and it just didn't work out for some reason. And I thought, okay, that might be an interesting subject for a song. And so then I actually went to my guitar. Uh, based on my last episode, you know, I had mentioned that I start off songs on piano a lot because that's my instrument of choice, but I wanted to get a little more creative. And I've been moving a lot of stuff in my house recently, and I came across an old guitar that I haven't played in like years. And I decided, okay, since I'm not very good at guitar, actually, I'm going to try and make a song out of whatever little I know how to play on the guitar. Uh, as you hear in the final demo, I actually have a lot of like cuts and chops because I really honestly can't even play the song all the way through on guitar. But what it forced me to do was that it, you know, it forced me to deal with just one or two strings to create melodic ideas. Because I, I really, I don't know scales. I, I don't really know much technically on the guitar. And so I was just finger picking and I figured out this little pattern. So obviously nothing too complicated about that. Um, Okay, but it seemed like a decent enough place to start. I started to play some parts of that on the piano, and I got this little augmented chord, which I liked, and it sounded kind of off, which I think was go you know what I was going for, the angst of a relationship not coming together. Uh, but then something interesting happened. I was thinking about a story that a friend of mine told, which I won't get into because it's somewhat personal, and I might use it for another project. But anyways... He was talking about a time when he hadn't talked to his parents in a while and he called up his parents and had to ask them for some money. And it got me thinking about father-son relationships. That's just a really weird connection. But to be honest, I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso and there's this character in Ted Lasso, Nick, 
who has a, a really rough relationship with his father. So somehow my head went there, and I was doing some research on father-son relationships in, throughout history uh, because I, I guess I just wanted to figure out, okay, maybe there's some subject material here I can use for a song. I don't know. I just kind of let my thoughts go wherever they went. And I started researching, and I found this crazy thing. So Franz Kafka, who is a famous writer who wrote Metamorphosis, as many of you probably know, he wrote this like 28, 30-page letter to his father talking about how afraid he was of his own dad and just all the grievances he had against his father, things that he remembered from his childhood and how that affected him later on in his life. I mean, it was crazy. And I read little excerpts of this, and it absolutely captivated me. And so I said, okay, fine, I'll, I guess I'll try and write a song about this. And before all of this had happened, I had come up with this one lyric that I thought was really wonderful. Mm. Mm. Hey, Dad, I know it's been a minute I called. To tell you one thing that the apple falls far from the tree People see you and they don't recognize me So I was thinking about those father-son stories and this lyric just literally drops into my head That the apple falls far from the tree, which is the opposite of the, the usual phrase, which is the apple doesn't fall far from the tree But basically the apple falls far from the tree People see you and they don't recognize me and that much felt like, okay, this is the father-son relationship, the tension that I'm looking for. And then once I saw this Franz Kafka thing, I was like, okay, definitely it's about this. And so what I actually did was, is, you know, I, I couldn't find a copy of this letter online. So I basically wrote one as if I was Kafka. I wrote like a journal, basically, like, hey, dad. And then I wrote out a ton of stuff for about, I don't know, two or three minutes. And then a lot of this became the inspiration for the rest of the song. So then it became about fleshing out this father-son relationship and uh, what were going to be the, the little anecdotes or the little stories or the moments that I tell throughout the song. Me, I used to try to be what you wanted. It didn't work out. You were always disappointed. I was tired of it all. I was done. Walked right, I didn't want to be your son. All right, so as you can hear, I, I didn't have all the lyrics at this point. And I, I came up with a chorus idea that I quickly threw out. So that felt a little bit too campy to me. Uh, I think the lyric I came up with, never catch me. I don't know. It was just dumb. I didn't fit the story at all. Uh, that's how it goes. And so I sat around with this for a while, kicked it around. And then, well, I started thinking about what the story actually was. And I think this is where my acting hat really came on. I was spending a lot of time thinking, okay, well, what's going on here? Right? Just from a fundamental story level, what's happening? So... The son is calling the dad and saying, look, you did all this terrible stuff to me in the past, or you judged me in a certain way and I wanted nothing to do with you. 
Um, but one of the things Kafka talks about in his story is that, or in his letter rather, is that he really can't escape it. I mean, his his dad has such an overbearing personality and is such a huge figure in Kafka's mind. He's so afraid of him, in fact, that it, literally it influences every single thing he does every day. So that's where I think my chorus idea finally clicked for me that the chorus was going to be the line always in my head was going to be kind of the hooky part, uh, the part that everyone sings and remembers, I guess. So always in my head. So I, once I came up with that idea, then I tried to fill in what would happen before that. I don't want to admit that I'll be lost without you. Oh, oh, oh. I want to be my own man. But I can't forget all of the shit you said. You're always in my head. I've always had a long debate about whether I should curse in songs or not. Uh, whether cursing is really necessary. Uh, but in this particular case, I think it, it conveys the anger and the frustration that this character feels very much. I can't forget all of the shit you said. You're always in my head. So that worked out very nicely. And then I kind of worked backwards to figure out the pre-chorus. This was kind of a, an interesting technical thing that I actually did. And I kind of did this intuitively. But I had the end of the pre-chorus that lost without you. And then I wanted to fill in all the pieces before. And then I was trying to figure out what that line actually means. And I realized that it's that feeling of like, even though something is so abusive to you, or it hurts so much, it's such a part of your life that you almost don't know what to do without it. And that's how a lot of people, I think, who are abused or, or, or who are, are victims to some kind of trauma in one way or another, it's like the trauma is the thing that's hurting them, but it's also the thing that kind of makes them who they are. So then it was like, I don't want to admit that I'd be lost without you. And then I had to fill in all the pieces before that. Doesn't matter what I try, there's no escaping it. I don't want to admit that I'd be lost without you. Obviously, you'll hear the, the full version of that in the final demo. Uh, so I kind of wanted to take a second to actually acknowledge all the various influences uh, that have sort of made this song. Because it's really interdisciplinary, and I think it, it properly describes how my songwriting process can sometimes go. Or really any of my creative processes, no matter what genre or medium I'm working in. So in this case, uh, some of my influences come from like the punk rock kind of stuff that I actually teach as a drum teacher. I don't listen to a lot of punk rock or a lot of like 80s classic rock and metal, but it is something that influences the song and the guitar playing. And I think that because I teach it to so many students, I, I just have that vocabulary embedded in myself week to week. And I guess it came out in this song. So we're thinking punk rock. I weirdly can hear a little bit of like Harry Styles in this. Um, there's certain melodic ideas that, you know, if, if I was allowed to play Harry Styles on this podcast without getting some copyright infringement problems, I would. But there are just some little nuances in those Harry Styles songs from his latest album that kind of map onto this weirdly. Uh, I already mentioned Ted Lasso, Kafka, 
my friend's story about calling his parents after a while and asking them for money. Uh, and then little things here and there. One thing that pops up later in the song is the little solo that I have on piano. That is um, in a certain rag, which is an Indian, I guess, scale or mode. Uh, it's from Carnatic or Hindustani music. The name of the rag is Charukesi, which is basically like a major scale within a little minor twist at the very end. And you can hear that really interesting sound of that scale in the solo. So the notes are da 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 sani da pa ma gare sa That's sargam which is basically do re mi fa sol la ti do except for Carnatic and Hindustani music. So that little influence of that scale, I've always loved that scale. And because of that augmented chord I have in, in the chorus and then in the verses, that kind of weird sounding chord at the very end, that uh, it, it lends itself to the scale very nicely. So that's another influence. So altogether, it's just really amazing how these different pieces came together. And just to be clear, this doesn't happen for me consciously. It just sort of happens in my head and some pieces of this I have to really work out line by line by line word by word syllable by syllable and then other pieces they just drop into my head at, in, at some moment and something that some of my teachers have been talking about recently is creating the conditions of creativity um, and then letting whatever happened happen and that's really how I feel my songwriting process is evolving as I'm doing this 25 bad songs is that instead of thinking about trying to write the song and always making it about what comes next, like what's logical, what am I supposed to write, uh, I don't know what to do for this next line, is to just be in a, in a creative flow and then let things drop in. Let, I don't know, whoever's given me this stuff, <laughs> I don't know if it's God, it's a higher power, it's the universe, it's just my next thought that just comes out of nowhere, whatever it may be, when you create those creative conditions and you know, you're next to your instruments and you're just having a good time and you're not judging yourself, then it gives you the permission to find these, these wonderful things. So anyways, uh, I think that's enough of an introduction. Here is uh, my song, Always In My Head. Hey dad. I know it's been a minute I called To tell you one thing That the apple falls far from the tree People see you and they don't recognize me I used to try to be what you wanted It didn't work out, you were always disappointed I was tired of it all, I was done Walked right out and now I wasn't your son but even if I move to somewhere far away from you I still feel sick, it doesn't matter what I try There's no escaping it, I don't want to admit That I'd be lost without you I wanna be my own man But I can't forget all of the shit you've said You're always in my head I can't understand you said you're 
dad I know you didn't think I'd call To tell you one thing When you said that I was weak You were wrong I was trying to be kind And I was so young I used to be afraid of monsters Under my bed You threw me out into the cold That night thought I'd freeze to death Be the master of your fate You said and even though I try to close my ears, I'm always listening I don't want to admit that I'd be lost without you I wanna be my own man But I can't forget all of the shit you said You're always in my head I can't understand why So what do I like? What do I not like? Um, I think it's a really unique story. And I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty proud of the fact that I was able to, I think, tell the story in some detail. I was really excited because a piece of that, the journal that I wrote that I was mentioning earlier about being afraid of monsters under my bed. I just sort of imagined that. Uh, Kafka talks about actually his father, I think, locking him out of the house onto a cold balcony and leaving him there overnight. And so that image, it provoked that idea about monsters under the bed and then your father not comforting you, but like putting you outside and saying like, you know, you're weak. You need to learn how to deal with your problems. Uh, so that little detail, I, I, was, I was really happy I was able to get that, something like that into the song and really have some strong imagery to tell the story. So I was very proud of that. And I think musically it feels very cohesive as well. Um, what am I not so happy about? I still can't figure out these bridges. It's driving me nuts that I can't write a solid bridge. Um, but then again, maybe the song didn't need it. Hard to say. And then I, I'm definitely not going in that top 40 pop direction that I mentioned earlier. I'm definitely going a different route. Uh, but I think that's okay. That's not really a bad thing. It's just something that I'm, I'm keeping a note of because I know that writing a, a top 40 song is a goal of mine. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Hope you enjoyed that song, and uh, I'll see you next week. 25, 25, 25 bad songs. 25, 20, 20, 20, 20, 
You can subscribe to Art in All Its Forms, the podcast and the newsletter at artinallitsforms.substack.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. And if you want to send us a question or comments or concerns, uh, please email us at aiaifpod at gmail.com. That's aiaifpod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.